Hello there and welcome to Music and Film Saves the World podcast. And I'm here once again with my good friend Gareth Jones. And we are today going to follow up from hopefully you've listened to our Bond ranking, which is available now in two parts. And today we've got a very special podcast. Um, we are talking about No Time to Die on the Music and Film Saves the World podcast. This is the podcast where ordinary people chat about their love of films and music and this is the first time out of all the podcasts that gareth and i've actually spoken about a specific film so gareth no time to die you how many times have you seen it uh, uh firstly good evening mr Bob. good evening sorry <laughs> good evening Mr. <laughs> i've been expecting you uh, uh, yeah full yuck <laughs> <laughs> um um just the once mate um um, how many times have you seen it, Chris? I've seen it twice. I've seen it. Now, twice. now you're just getting greedy. <laughs> well, I've seen it on the day it came out on the Thursday, and I saw it in a nice big IMAX screen in a very nice. full cinema, which was very disconcerting in the times we live in <laughs> at the moment. So I got used to it. Yeah, um, and I saw it Sunday, yesterday morning. So we're, we're we're recording this on Monday, the 11th of October, and I went to see it again on sunday the 10th so i saw it at a morning showing which was also a 10 30 showing you know just in our normal cinema and it was busy <laughs> it was quite busy actually um so i've seen it twice i've wanted to see it a couple of times because often with every film and it's things change when you see it and obviously when it comes out to buy you know or comes out on disc or digital whatever i'll see it i'll watch it again and but um yeah so I want to, I'm going to say this right at the beginning. If you have not seen No Time to Die, I would stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> I don't want to take away anybody anybody listening, but we are going to spoil No Time to Die. So if you are intending to see it, go and watch it, then listen to this and see if you agree with some of our opinions on the film. Um, so yes, spoilers are plenty, and what I'm going to try and do is, well, I'm going to try and sort of at, at the first get general feelings of the film, and maybe go through some of the plot points or some of the stuff of the film. As we start approaching the end of the film, I'm going to say spoilers again because I think that's where we'll really go for it. But what was your initial thoughts then, Gareth? Um, well, as soon as the end credits rolled, I kind of said to myself in my head mission accomplished i yeah. think it was a fan i thought it was a fantastic like final like fifth of the daniel craig story arc because there yeah. has been a story arc yeah no, you know, yeah. a five film story arc you know and first I think, time ever done in the bond franchise yeah, I mean, if you, you think know. about how many films there's been this is the first time this has been done um yeah it had a lot of loose ends to kind of wrap yeah, up yeah but i think it did it in a really really good way i i did <laughs> I, I did make sure that i stayed till the very end of the credits where it said james bond will return oh because i didn't it does it does oh, say did that. you it call does yourself that. a fan mate i know <laughs> i know well, i was with people um yeah. so um yeah but um i think that i mean really i mean i would imagine they would have done a bit more of an arc if george lazenby had stayed as james bond well, at least one more for one more film anyway yes yeah, so i you know, think they yeah. probably that probably would have happened mm. um because it sort of 
they sort of he sort of they sort of resolve what a Majesty's Secret Service in the pre-title sequence of Diamonds Are Forever and not that well to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> um, yeah. um, but this is the first time it's been done as in that. I'm quite glad that they he decided to stay on and do one more. I think it really did it really did tie it up nicely. I think that's a really great five film to watch. If you've never been seen a Bond film before, watching those five would really would set you up to become a fan. Um, I really enjoyed it, especially the first hour. I thought was amazing. I really did. I I thought it was absolutely hitting everything I wanted from this film. Pre-title sequence, everything. I thought after he comes back from Cuba, it drags a little, the second showing or the second seating of it. It slightly drags a little bit, nothing for me to suddenly put it down or anything like that. But once again, it really kicks into that in that last sort of 45 minutes when they, they get onto the Island. Um, But yeah, yeah, it's a, it's an, it's an amazing film. So, from the beginning, we get a gun barrel sequence, which I'm sure made you happy. Oh, more than happy. I, I even love the way that it, the gun barrel kind of appeared from the, the Universal logo. Yes. Which yes. I thought was and, really smartly done. And there was no, like no there was no blood that came down. No. It just sort of fades out. And then so they sort so then they could keep the white background. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, I think, I, I think it worked really, really well. A lot of, yeah. I've seen a lot of people. Um, you know, firstly, many apologies if I do end up going on a big old Kermode-style rant somewhere in the podcast. <laughs> but, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people kicking up a stink that the fact that they brought the gun barrel back finally to the start of the film, da-da-da, but there was no blood. Yeah. And, I, and my initial thought was like, A, stop being so precious yeah. about these things. There's nothing wrong with a bit of change. Different mm-hmm. directors putting their own spin on it. Yeah. Um, plus the fact that you know it faded to white because of the snow. If it had yeah. the red, it wouldn't have looked as striking no. as it did. No, I'm just pleased that they're back there now, back at the beginning where they should be, and that's that's yeah, that's that makes that makes me happy. And then we move yeah. into something quite unusual for a Bond film, a flashback, and we see mm. Madeline as a daughter, and we see the sort of the new villain or the villain of this film. Um, played by Rami Malek, uh, Safin, um, murder Madeline's mother, and then we jump forward to her and uh, Madeline and Bond in Italy. Um, it's, it looks like it's set maybe a few months to a year after Spectre. It's sort of how you get. You sort of feel that they've been yeah. together for a little while, just sort of going around the world, sort of thing, and. This is the longest pre-title sequence of any Bond film ever, isn't it? I mean, it's almost 20... Yeah. It's probably almost getting on to half an hour, isn't it? Half I mean, hour, yeah. I think World yeah. is Not Enough was the previous record holder. Yeah. Um, I think that beats it hands down. And what yeah. I liked about it, it didn't feel like it was rushing to get to the title sequence. No. It's, it's no, still a, you know, a part of the film. And then we have this fantastic, you know circumstances happen that bond has to go back into the game or he gets he's getting chased by spectre is what it's looking like yeah. um we have a fantastic car chase which is yeah. up there with some of the best out of any bond film yeah. and, yeah. and the, using the db5 yeah how it should be used isn't it mm. gadgets and all yeah 
the the bit where Vesper's grave exploded. Yeah. And everyone, like, like you were saying, it was a packed showing both times you went. Me, yeah. me and my girlfriend went, um, I think it was an eight, eight o'clock showing um, last, come on, when I went now. Wednesday? Wednesday. Yeah, it was Wednesday. You went, yeah. Yeah, it was Wednesday. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the you know the good old showcase, good old <laughs> Warhorse showcase cinema yeah. theater, and um, you know it was packed, absolutely jam packed. Yeah. Um, but and when Vesper's grave exploded, that everyone jumped. I was yeah. not expecting that yeah. at all, and it's a hell of a boom as well. Yeah, yeah. And I love I love the way that um like the sound editing where it's done like you know Bond's kind of you know, death from the blast, you know, yeah, that was yeah. brilliantly done. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, le- leading on to the, uh, you know, the car chase, um, you know, the initial scene on the bridge that everyone had seen through the trailers yeah, and stuff, yeah. and, you know, it's brilliantly done. Um, the, the first appearance of, uh, you know, the, the bionic henchman, as I call him. Yeah. yeah. I always forget his name. Yeah. <laughs> He calls him Cyclops in one point. I don't think Cyclops, yeah. He does no, call no. him Cyclops in the film at some point, but yeah. And and yeah, it's it's it's. So one of the biggest complaints I had about well, a lot of people kind of had about about Spectre really was the the relationship between um, Bond and Madeline. Yeah. You know, there there was no kind of spark or anything there. Yeah. You know, c- complete. 180 about turn for this film that scene when they're in the car when they're in the yeah. Aston Martin and they're both getting shot at yeah yeah and, and she's begging for James to do yeah. something I was like I was like blimey this, well, they managed to come on saying that she's sort of missing from quite a bit of a chunk of the film uh anyway they managed to sort of yeah. establish that connection really quickly and as you say yeah. probably better than what they were attempting to do in in Spectre. You know, yeah, the, the the chemistry was it yeah. had increased a hundredfold really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially in that opening kind of this whole opening pre-title sequence. Yeah, it's. Uh... And then when we get to the main titles, um, and mm. she puts her on the train. Yeah. And the train starts moving away, and then the 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 Elish theme starts coming in. Mm. It the dots are, are reminiscent. Of the beginning of Doctor No. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and there's little callbacks throughout that whole titles of other titles from Bond films. There's the there's a there's which I noticed a bit more when I saw it yesterday. There's a clock which is like the clock that's that you're sort of hanging from in non Majesty's Secret Service. There's someone yeah. there's someone um swimming in like a snorkel gear a bit like thunderball in the background there's a, there's a couple of ones that look a little bit like casino royale um and billy eilish's theme song which i don't dislike but i wasn't a great fan of and i like billy eilish i like billy eilish but i wasn't the for for me the, the film elevated the theme song oh massively it really worked well with the titles, you know, like Sam Smith's one. I'm still not a fan of or anything like that. But this one, we, I now am much. I, I, I've sort of the, the est, my estimation of that song has gone up because of that, the way that they evoked and way that the theme of that f- uh, song is used throughout that film. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I really has gone up in my estimations that Billie Eilish song partly because of how they's used in the film and used in the titles. Mm. Um, and um, obviously 
Bond earlier in that pre-title sequence also says all the time in the world. And then we've got, we get a lovely Hans yeah. Zimmer sweeping score of part of that song, which I'm sure we'll talk about a bit later um, yeah. in it. And all those little nod backs. Uh, I, I really enjoyed Hans Zimmer's score. Cause sometimes I find Hans Zimmer a little bit bombastic over the top. Um, but here I thought he really did invoke John Barry, David Arnold, type of score really well using callbacks to david arnold's casino royale score to a lot of john barry's stuff putting their own stuff in it as well i thought it was a really nice score uh throughout what do you think of what did you what, i mean I, I don't know what your opinion of the theme was and all that type of thing but i wasn't i wasn't a huge fan when i first heard it but like you say when it's married to the to the visuals yeah and it's in and it's in its place as the opening yeah yeah it 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 works i was like yeah okay you know would i would i go and seek it out and listen to it on you know spotify or something like that probably not but you know in the context of the film it works brilliantly i think yeah you know and it yeah it completely elevated quite an ordinary song in my to my ears from when i but you know uh, um from when i first heard it which was god it was last year wasn't well, it well yeah <laughs> it came out it came out um i mean we went to number one didn't it i mean it came yeah, out um yeah. <laughs> that, that march march 2020 so it's like yeah. the biggest gap between them <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it has re-entered the top 40 it's going to re-enter the top 40 this week i think which is no, yeah. obviously no surprise um, no, no. there um and then obviously we we move after that uh credit scene um and i would imagine some of the reason why this was also delayed was because of some of the context of what of what the plot is a little bit there's it's not really a virus but it's sort of like one isn't it um Mm. and it probably at the time of march 2020 um may have been a bit on the nose at that point um (laughs) but um but yeah so we get um sort of like a virus that's been stolen um cia get bond back in the game etc you meet nomi uh which used the new 007 which wasn't really a big surprise but um yeah. it's there's a quite a good chemistry lashana lynch is the actress who plays nomi and it's quite a good chemistry between sort of sparring between her and bond um and um, I find Daniel Craig actually is playing Bond a bit more sort of lighter in this one, um, sort of yeah. bit talking a bit more, and the jokes are there a bit more. And um, did, did you feel that probably more than he? Yeah, had? I, yeah, I did. I, I don't know if that was because it was uh, uh, Phoebe Waller Bridges was brought yes, into yes, yes. another pass on the script, and I I do kind of think that a lot of the funny bits because this is by far the you know the daniel craig film with the most kind of quips in you know by far yeah <laughs> i don't think I, the other four didn't really have any <laughs> really i think i think um, they, they did a little bit in spectre and skyfall but i think definitely mm, there's a, a certain yeah, amount there, of there is a lot but you know and he does it well, though. I mean, yeah, my God, he's a fantastic actor. And there's, yeah, there's just something in, there's something different about the way he's playing Bond in this film. Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what it is. 
if he's finally sort of grown comfortable with it. Um, but he, he seems to be playing him as, yeah, just much more, I don't know, yeah, like, like you say, a bit like lighter touch. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's retired. Um, but the way he's coming at the character this time just seemed completely like fresh and different, especially uh, in those scenes, you know, in like Jamaica and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. At the start here. I, I love those scenes when you kind of see him going about his day to day business, you know, going fishing, brushing his teeth under the waterfall and all that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I, I no, like it, little, it's those, good. Those, and, 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 you know, if you edit a film down, things, um, I know some people obviously have said it's over long at two, two hours, 45 minutes. And I get that. I understand that. But if you're editing a film down, things like that get taken out yeah, because they're, they, you know, they're not pushing the plot along. Mm. Um, so, and and I'd I'd rather have them in, you know. I'd rather I'm I'm quite yeah, happy watching a long Bond film. Uh, you know, yeah. I have no issue with it at all. No, when actually, no. when it when it came out, it say it was almost three hours. I was like, oh great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we 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 Bond sort of gets back in the game, um, and we're introduced to M Money Penny Q the regulars and they've become a really good and Tanner played by, uh, and those four have become a really good sort of key regulars, actually, you know, they've really yeah. sort of built that over yeah. the five films, you know, from none of them at all. And to Skyfall really started p- bringing those in. I think Tanner Contour Solace was Tanner's first appearance and, uh, yeah. um, and sort of bringing them into it. So I think they're really good sort of foil for bond and sort of almost like little companions in terms which bond never really used to have so much um no but i think then we go to cuba and this specter sort of birthday party for blofeld and i think that's one this is one of the standout moments of the film because anna de armas who's in it for what 15 minutes if that she's such a she's brilliant in it absolutely brilliant because you think she's going to be the old ditzy mary goodnight type agent that's been given to him but no she's she's had this three weeks training and she's brilliant because and they have stayed really good obviously they work together in knives out daniel craig and her as well and there was a really good sort of chemistry and he sort of she goes out the film she goes oh she's not in anymore and you sort of hope that she turns up again they didn't feel, feel the need to kill her off which used uh, sometimes used to happen to uh, these agents yeah, that would help Bond yeah. for a little while, in, men and women, in some of the older yeah, films. Yeah. Um, but you had this sort of Blofeld birthday part with all the agents of Spectre, something that you... And I thought that was really interesting. Um, yeah. um, the only probably sort of little thing that slightly niggles at me is that you never really get to the bottom of actually how does Blofeld do all that from prison? Well, he's it's, got a bionic... Well, Blofeld's got a bionic eye, isn't he? Is that the, is that the, the thing, do you think? Yeah. So he's yeah. doing that from... He's, he's doing it realize, through... through it's never, yeah. That's never explained, is it? Uh, I think it is explained. I think I'm pretty sure yeah, cause, it is because all all they sort of, they're looking at him on the saying how on earth is he at this so him and Tanner are looking at feed of him in the prison and mm. cues as well and they're like well how's he doing that and it's never really and then I mean we go later on in the film when Bonds and Madeline or Bond mainly is sort of interviewing him or you know mm. 
and then obviously Blofeld dies and mm. don't really get to the you, I know that I understand that Safin's wanted to take down Spectre before he then decides to take down the world he's getting his revenge on Spectre and then the world yeah. so to speak yeah. Um, yeah. but uh, you don't I don't really it doesn't really I mean not that it's that necessary to be honest he's sort of he's Blofeld and he can he's got he can somehow he can somehow get uh, what's the word manipulate um yeah. his way into these things yeah. but that's the only thing i'm a little bit sort of niggles me a little bit it's not really explained exactly how blowfield is doing that and pulling the strings and all that but does it need to explain probably not to be honest no. but um because it's not really perspective aren't really the main baddie are they you think they're gonna no. be but they're not yeah but no well but you know they're um with the old like gas uh switcheroo and you think yeah. The, the oh you know james is in serious trouble but no yes. you know all, all around him the specter agents are, are just you know collapsing to their death yeah, like, yeah, yeah. okay yeah it was <laughs> and then and then obviously there's this sort of battle to get the the russian isn't it the russian scientist out and then, then yeah. nobody's trying to get him out and bond and the and, and Armas's character is trying to get them out. So it's a real good, it's a really good sequence that I really, I thought it was one of the standout sequences of the film, actually. Mm. I was, sorry, there was something I meant to bring up earlier when the, the, the scene just after the pre-title sequence yeah. where they, they're infiltrating that government building to get that Russian guy. Yes. And da, da, da. Did you notice? <laughs> what the, what was he doing there? About numbered. What, I know, you know, from you know, panel, you know, being of a certain vintage as we are, you know, Mary Whitehouse experience yep. from back in the day, the smell of, you know, a punt and Dennis, you know, lovely milky, milky, I know, milky, was, milky was in a bloody it, Bond film. It was. I it believe was, it. It was like it what? Was quite funny. And <laughs> what was funny about it was there was a chuckle from the audience as well. Yeah, they, yeah, saving us, saving us, screaming. You know, he does mock, you know, mock the week. Mock He's always week, on the yeah. paddle show, those yeah. comedian paddle shows. But yeah, funny. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, but I think, I think, I think all that that first, what was it, hour to an hour and a half is really, mm. is really, really strong. Um, yeah, and, and so, what was your thoughts of? So obviously, then they've got the Russian scientist. There's a not to. This, you know, I don't want to talk, dwell on too, but the whole go through the whole film too much. But we have like a CIA mole that's working for Safin, and yeah. at the end of it, Felix gets killed. Yeah, that was I was I was, I was, a, bit, I was a bit shocked about that. Really, yeah. I you know I I try not to get kind of too precious i think that's the issue with a lot of you know reviews that i've yeah. seen online yeah. after seeing this film people are very people are very precious about this it's like no yeah. you can't do this no they can do whatever they want yeah, mate, yeah, yeah. Really. it's been 25 you know, of these you've got to do things different as, uh, exactly right yeah you, you know um i mean it's you know actually to us this is probably the best time to bring this up for me, for me personally, right, it it almost seems fashionable again, like it did in about '89, to slag off Bond. Yeah. It seems we're at that stage again, like we were with Star Wars a few years ago. Yeah. It's fashionable. 
to slag it off. I was listening to the Kermode and Mayo film show yeah. uh, um, last Friday. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, um, No Time to Die had been out a week, by, a week yeah. and a bit by then. Kermode gave it quite a good uh, review, didn't he? Yeah, they gave it, gave it a very good review. Yeah. And it, you know, but obviously, the, the, the following week's the, the more, almost like the more interesting one because it's the audience reaction. Yeah. And obviously, there was a lot of correspondence about it. Yeah. And a lot of it was quite negative. Yeah. Which, which, you know, um, I, I I could tell even just listening through listening to it through the radio was, you know, was annoying the hell out of Kermode especially. Yeah. And it was that I think it was actually you could even hear Simon Mayo getting a bit annoyed. Yeah. You know, um, you know all this stuff about you know a woke bond and all this. It's just like I don't, you know, what I don't think that at all. I do not think that at all. I think. Yeah. <sighs> You've got to sometimes do something different. And Daniel Craig yeah. has always been a different Bond. Yeah, no, completely. We live in very different times than what we did yeah, in 1962. Yeah. Um, every single Bond that knew they were going to leave, so yeah. Sean Connery, Roger Moore, their last Bond film was disappointing. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, Pierce Brosnan didn't know he was going to leave. I think he had always expected to do another one more. Mm. And Die Another Day was disappointing. Uh, I'm not counting Dalton and Lazenby because yeah. they they only did one and two. So, it's, you know, and Dalton once again didn't know he was going to leave until the, the legal things went on longer than he wanted them to. So this is the best last Bond film of a Bond that knew he was going to leave. And... Mm. I'm not sure with, with the characters involved and how they've done it. There's no way. I mean, I'm, and I'm, I'm going to skirt a little bit around this because we'll talk, probably talk about it a bit later, but mm. there's, I don't really see there was any other ways of doing this. Um, mm. I, I had no problem with Felix dying at all. I think that was perfectly natural for the, for the film. I don't yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. He'd only been in actually, he'd only actually been in casino and quads and solace. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I thought that gave, gives Bond a bit of motivation. We know that Felix yeah, yeah, yeah. from the past, from the books, Live and Let Die, mm. and the mm. films, Licence to Kill, um, has almost. But I don't. He didn't die in the books, did he? Um, but I think no. he he was very near death experience. So it's just just going a little bit further with that. So I don't yeah. have an issue with Felix going whatsoever. I thought that was gave good gave good motivation for Bond to come back to London and say right. I want to get involved with this M, basically. Um, So I don't have any issues with that whatsoever. Um, And to be honest, um, a woke Bond is is ridiculous because he's Bond's, Daniel Craig's Bond being this this way, as in not so much of a womanizer, a bit more heart and human about him since 2006. Yeah, exactly. So, That's the thing. It's just like, and for for, for me personally, for, for for people to to criticise, you know, well, basically, a lot of people are saying they hate the film because they think it's a woke Bond. That's not a reason to hate a film. I, you know, th- th- that's uh, to be honest. I think you should, you know, people that say that they should kind of have a look at themselves in the yeah. mirror, really. Because I don't, I, I don't, you know, you know. It's, it, 
you know, you can hate the film because of the plots. You can hate the film because of the, you know, the the, the soundtrack, um, you know, the holes in the plot, you know, yep. the acting, awful, you know, all this. You know, I don't think, you know, that's for me is not a good enough reason to slag off a film. I, I think, don't see, you know, I think people I have, often I have, have I think po- people often have a, a reaction to something, and that's the problem with this is the problem we have these days with social media and stuff. They don't think it through before they have that reaction or yeah, get over the reaction. Yeah. I. I when I first when I I sort of almost came back a little bit I found the film I really enjoyed it but I found it quite Mm. difficult to process and I Mm. knew I had to see it again I had to see it again um and I think uh, I do have not have any issue with what happens in this film at all um I think it's an absolutely amazing film um I think it's it's a modern a look on james bond we've had the other films if you want to go back and watch a traditional bond film stick in goldfinger stick in the spy loved me and you'll be happy um but that's not where we're at with films anymore you could not get away with really any of roger moore's films to an audience now the audience themselves are too sophisticated you can't necessarily treat um cultures and um women and and all that like you could in in a film not say you, you should do it but in a film in the 60s and 70s and even maybe the 80s in some respects so you know with felix dying bond going back in back into back into the field so to speak and um obviously then blofeld gets you know and then we find out about these nanobots which is like a sort of like a, a sophisticated virus that can yeah. um that can basically target they can target who they want to kill rather than um so i I, you know that's i mean that's obviously bordering on science fiction that type of plot um um so um and then obviously we get reintroduced to madeline and actually leah sadu has more of I, I, from the trailers i actually thought that she was going to hardly be in the film and i actually was quite worried that they were going to kill her off because i thought i always get a little bit annoyed if they kill someone off early um so it looked at the trailers that she wasn't going to survive much beyond the pre-title sequence in my opinion but she actually is in the whole film um and that's probably where a little bit we move to the other character and i don't think safin as a villain is the strongest villain we've had um he doesn't seem to be in it that much and apart from his motivation of trying to get rid of specter it gets a little bit wishy-washy exactly why he wants to kill the rest of the whatever whoever else he wants to kill Mm. um so i'm not i think as a villain i'm not sure because i i know there was rumors he was supposed to be dr no that didn't really ever that's never that did that wasn't true or right so that goes to show that lots of these leaks and rumors can sometimes <laughs> be absolute rubbish yeah. they got it right with uh, they got they got it right with nomi being 007 but him being dr no is completely and utterly rubbish um but um i still think he's a good actor rabbi manic i just don't i just don't think but i think one of the reasons why so obviously bond then goes to find madeline she goes off after uh blowfield dies um because safin wants her to kill blowfield she doesn't go through with it but bond inadvertently kills him blah blah blah, all that type of thing 
And then we get to, and this is probably one of the two reasons people have issues, is that suddenly Bond has a, not suddenly, but Bond has a daughter, um, which she denies at first it is, but we all know it is. <laughs> well, well, yeah, exactly. exactly. Um and I think that's one of the problems people have that oh Bond's got to but to be honest, if if you thought about it, all those people all those women he beds over the years, uh, you would have thought that he would have had more than one by now. <laughs> law, law of averages. Right? <laughs> um, but um I don't have an issue with that at all. I thought that was a nice wow. touch and it gives it more of a gives it more of a human element to Bond and it also gives another yeah. another motivation of him to to save them basically and to exactly. uh, um and then we go off and get a chase through like the forests of norway which is real lovely and atmospheric in the mist all looks brilliant. i think all of these bond films these daniel craig ones um, especially skyfall and this one look amazing they're shot mm. unbelievably that italy looks fantastic and it's all sort of vibrant and colors i mean i can't wait to see this on my four on my 4k tv because i think it'll look fantastic mm. and they just look like a picture postcard in some respects yeah 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 i mean it, it was kind of a feature of um when we were doing our bond rankings um episodes i always talked about like you know the, like the what i call the travel log sequences yeah you know the doc, almost like the documentary footage from you know these lands are far yeah, these yeah. places that you hadn't seen and all this kind of stuff yeah but um yeah it it looks you know so, so, some of the like, scenery just it completely takes your breath away yeah yeah you know and and that you know the, those opening sequences um when they're that, that is in Italy isn't it yes so the bit yeah, where, yeah. where Vespers gravers and stuff yeah yeah, that, yeah. That whole bit where you see the car winding through like yeah, the, that, that ancient city is oh my god! <laughs> you know, and I saw it. And I saw this on yeah. the IMAX, and it looks yeah. the screens unbelievably massive, and uh, yeah. it's it looks amazing. Um, uh, Madeline and Matilde get captured, and Safin takes them to his island, and which is so. <laughs> but, I mean, people say this is not my bond. That have a, a baddie have a base on an island is is bond as you can get. Yeah, you know, quite essential bond. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just putting a modern twist yeah. on it. And yeah. the actual, I don't know. I haven't read all of the Bond books. I've read about mm. five or six, mm. and the ones that I have read, um, the two of the ones I have read is You Only Live Twice and The Man with the Golden Gun. Both of these books are nothing like the films. No. So um, the end of You Only Live Twice um, is Bond going through Glowfields and Rossa Klebs from Her Majesty's Secret Service, who's yeah. in, is in the book of You Only Live Twice as well, goes through their garden of death. Yeah. So there are definite things, which is what Safin has in this film, and there's definite... And I think he's farming for, I think, I mean, it was a long time ago I read this, but he's farming for things as well to make some sort of poisons and viruses and all that. I yeah. think that's the idea of yeah. the book as well, if I remember rightly. Um, yeah. So a lot of this, that's taken directly from Bond books of plot elements that they haven't ever yeah. used. Um, exactly. um, and I, I find that really interesting as well. And um 
what's interesting and obviously we're going to probably start moving on to what we're going to talk about um and as i say look we've spoiled it enough but this is a spoiler this is so once again yeah. if you've got this far um and you found <laughs> out he's got a daughter blofeld and felix die then do not carry on anymore um <laughs> at the end of you only twice um bond gets poisoned and of and technically dies yeah. and that's how it finishes um and it just finishes very abruptly the next book the man with the golden gun um what happens in that is that bond turns up years or oh, some months or a year later brainwashed to mi mi6 mm. trying to assassinate m and he's been brainwashed by specter to do that they he's, he's unsuccessful they sort him out and then it goes into the the plot for the man with the golden gun which once again is nothing like the film um but um and that's what what i'm, I'm sort of making a point here of what i'm going to come to a bit later what they may do next with bond but so we we you know we get we get on the island you know they have to destroy the farm that they're making these sort of viruses or whatever they're doing uh, he wants to he's trying to sell the viruses to bidders people are coming to the island m's going to get the navy involved to blow up the island now in the long run this is what happens that he gets madeline matil nomi get off the island bond has to go and open these blast doors Safin gets involved and infects him with the nanobots which means he cannot touch his own daughter or Madeline again. Um, and ultimately, Bond sacrifices himself and the island blows up. Now, I think this is probably the other the other issue people would have is Bond dying. Now, I'd always, I don't know about you, Gareth, but did you su- suspect when you were going into this film that Bond may not make it out? Yeah, of course I did. You know, to be honest, I've, I've, um, looking back now, I actually think people have been saying the title of the film wrong. Everyone's just been saying No Time to Die. Yeah. No Time to Die. I see it as No Time to Die. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's almost a comma missing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is actually what um, Nomi says to the, more or less says to the Russian scientist when she but she kills him. <laughs> she yeah, just, just yeah. goes time to die. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, well, I, th- I, I, I had, yeah, I had, I, yeah, I, huge, huge suspicions. Yeah. Yeah. The way I, I, it, it, part of me thinks that there was something, there was some clause in Daniel Craig's contract that he will, he will do one more. Yeah. But you have to kill him off, almost yeah. like in a Harrison Ford Han yeah. Solo way. I'll do one more. Way. But you've got to kill me off. Yeah, yeah. There's no, no, yeah, um, no, no. I'm not coming back. That this is it. Um, yeah, yeah. The um. I like that. I've got an issue. I, I almost myself suspected it, but then I changed my mind when he found Matilda's cuddly toy that she dropped, mm. and that was a little bit of a red herring in some respects because I yeah. thought he's found it. They're gonna want. He's gonna want to give it back to her. So. It's got to be a way of him getting it back to where I think he might make this out. Might, might. Yeah. And then when it started going, but then you sort of think about the, this is Daniel Craig's last one. So whoever's the next Bond, you're going to, the way that these Bond films have been like an arc 
if Bond had made it out and they'd gone off into the distance, you've got to somehow then either completely reboot it or get rid of Madeline and Mathilde somehow. Yeah. Um, they either do the Mission Impossible route when they, they he gets Tom Cruise gets married off in Mission Impossible and he decides she, he decides to put her into hiding because of enemies, or you kill them off, you know, basically, um, yeah. or they split yeah. up or or whatever. Um, so the only way of doing it was almost like a reverse version of Unimagined Secret Service, which is almost what it is. Yeah. And that's that's you kill Bond off. Um, and I think that scene was fantastic. I think it was emotional. I think you had that real connection yeah. between him and Madeline, the sort of the helplessness of them, the yeah. um, not being able to sort of touch them again and see them again. And the sort of the and then the grief of of him and everybody else um, as well. And you had this lovely little touch at the end. Um, when they're back in Italy driving in the Aston Martin from the living daylight. So, yeah. I mean, for a 1980s car, and the 1980s weren't the best looking cars in the world. <laughs> I know. It was that car is fantastic. It's a fantastic yeah. car. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and she says, I'm going to tell you about your your father, Bond, James Bond. And then yeah. Louis Armstrong. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I've seen, I've, seen people getting, I've seen people getting annoyed about that. They're like, no, no, you Brilliant. can't. You, why can't you use that? Brilliant. That song for me is so intrinsic, right, to yeah. Bond's being in love, Yeah. right? Whoever that may be in love with, yeah. it could be Tracy, yeah. it could be Madeline, yeah. it could be Mathilde. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, it was very seldom through those 25 films that anyone – got in do you yeah. know what i mean got in that inner sanctum of bond where he let his guard down you know for, for me this it was such a perfect way to it i got a bit emotional yeah, yeah. hearing it because i love that song anyway i haven't heard it in ages well and, I, I mean if i did a top 10 list of bond themes it'd be in the top 10 easily i'm gonna be off the top of my head now living it die is my favorite uh i would say nobody does it better probably two and i would say we have all the time in the world probably three mm. um license to kill four maybe but um so it, it'd be up there i think it's an app i think it's a brilliant song i always have thought it was a good oh, song um and i get absolutely fitted and when they go through the tunnel the tunnel the the the, the tunnel becomes the almost the gun barrel brilliant i thought it was a yeah. fantastic ending and yeah. and i think the the actual film funny enough reminded me when i was watching it reminded me a little bit of films like the dark knight rises the force mm-hmm. awakens um avengers endgame there's just that's not like in the plot or everything like that just the feel that you didn't quite know what was going to happen to everybody the feel yeah. that this is definitely a, a, a finale that finale feel feeling which often justifies the length of the film as well. Um, and I'm, I can't wait to sit down and watch all of those five films. Yeah. You know, I think it makes Quantum of Solace better, which I didn't think was possible. Um, yeah, yeah. Quantum, <laughs> Quantum of Solace, regardless of what you think of it, it, it has a, a, you know, a function in that arc. Yeah, there are important, yeah. important strands in there. 
yeah, you know, yeah. really important stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, I, I I thought it was a, a fantastic ending. I have no issue with with killing Bond off. Um, it hasn't been done before. It's exactly. completely different. It gives probably the best send off any Bond has ever had. Um, has an end of a Bond film had ever had that sort of emotional heft? No, none of them. No, none of them. No. Have. Uh, Skyfall and Casino Royale were probably the closest, and on a Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, um, yeah, but, 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 but I, even then, I don't think they're still anywhere near. No, not at all. It, I think on a Majesty's Secret Service, they they actually slightly. Um, What's the word? Not uh, they not drop the ball, but they slightly the the idea of animated secret service was it was going to end with Louis Armstrong's theme, but they thought it was too downbeat, so they ended it with the Bond theme. And actually, the ending animated secret service with the Bond theme doesn't actually if you watch it, it doesn't actually sit right. No, it doesn't. It's almost basically oh yeah, it's all right, Bond, and and so. It, that was a, an almost like a last minute decision. The producers went, no, no, I think we better put the Bond theme on the end here. Not because it's too downbeat. If we put, we have all the time of the world on. And obviously Casino Royale ends fairly downbeat. Um, um, but, but obviously then Casino Royale is just starting to, it ends with him saying those, those lines. So it gives it a bit more of a, an uplift and same with sort of Skyfall. This as is a, an ending, different ending. What's the, I, Altogether, I mean, if you compare this ending <laughs> with the ending of a view to a kill, when Q's got a, <laughs> when Q's got a robot yeah. trying to spy on where Bond is, and yeah. um, <laughs> um, the thing is, what makes me laugh about the ending, I've got, I'm going to go off on a tangent now. What makes me laugh about the ending? Review to a kill. The mission's over. Q. You can just walk up to the house and knock on the door and go, Bond, are you in here? Why are you using a robot? I know. It's not the mission's <laughs> over. Yeah, done. <laughs> it's Brilliant. just to do a little gag of a bond in the yeah. show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And then Roger Moore's last lines, ooh. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> anyway, I mean, the difference yeah. is, you know, I know. It's, it's miles it's, apart. Um, it is. That's it what, is. what you want your bond films to be. Great. I mean, we loved watching them. Go back and watch yeah, that. Sometimes exactly. you have to do something different, and I think that's what they've done with this. This, I I'd mean, mu- I'd, I'd much prefer an honourable failure, but at least they tried something, you know. Um, insert honourable failure here. I don't see it as an honourable failure. No, but, I think you know, not, not at all. Not think, anything but that. I, 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 I think I generally think time will will, will show that as well. Yeah, yeah. That you know, I generally. Th- think what you know like you said it took me a few days to process this the first time yeah. it was just like wow okay this is a lot to think about yeah. a lot to think about um you don't normally get that but, with a bond film no god no you know even skyfall yeah or you know casino royale or things like that there was a lot to unpack with this i i i'd, I'd be very surprised if you know come come up oscar season I'd be surprised if this isn't nominated for, for some things. I do genuinely think that. I, I don't think, think definitely I d- for BAFTAs. I think definitely for the British BAFTAs. Whether the US Oscars will do it, we'll see. I, 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 I see know, what you're saying. I see. What I, you're I'd, saying. I'd, lo- I'd love to see. Okay, all right. You know, let, let's uh, let's go a bit small. Let's go BAFTAs and then take it from quite, there. Okay. Quite big. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's pretty it's pretty big to be fair. Um, 
I'd love to see Daniel Craig being nominated as best I actor. A, I'll tell you, I think it's a good shout. You know, do you know what? Why not? Yeah. He is unbelievable yeah. in well, he's been unbelievable in all you know he's in, in all five of his Bond films. But there's just something about the way he plays it in this, yeah. which it takes it to another level. Yeah. And you never imagined Bond being that sort of yeah. level of you know. It blew absolutely blew me away. Yeah, you know, I, his I actually, vulnerability. Is, 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 you know, his vulnerability. Um, you know, uh, the way that like you know, age becomes a factor that he's retired. Yeah, and all, yeah. the way he plays it. Yeah. yeah, incredible. I mean, incredible. really, I mean, why are they never just try to do that with Roger Moore in terms of his age? <laughs> not, not, not all the yeah. emotional heft because I don't think Moore was that type of actor. But no. you could still have put age as a problem. And they never yeah. address it whatsoever. No, never, um, never, never. The best run of Bond films for a Bond since Connery? Uh, if you think about it, if you think about the yeah, consistency. It, well it, yeah, yeah. Dalton yeah, doesn't count. He only did no, two. No, I know. Um, Pierce Brosnan I, I, started great. But ended very badly. And he yeah, ended very four. badly. Um, um, Roger Moore, however much we love Roger Moore, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there is an inconsistency there. Um, and, uh, yeah, and Sean yeah, Connery, yeah. <laughs> Diamonds Are Forever aside, and I know you're not a big fan of Thunderball, but Diamonds Are Forever aside, yeah. those five films in the 60s are very consistent. Um, yeah, they are. They um, are. I mean, if you go through Craig's tenure, Casino Royale is a, a classic, an absolute classic. Quantum yeah. of Solace is definitely his worst one, and a bit of a and and a bit of and almost a, a bit of a misstep, but with good reason. They had the conditions they had to work on that film with the writer yep. strike and stuff was yep. you were never going to get Casino Royale Part Two with that. Skyfall once again an absolute classic. My in my opinion, I think that's better than Casino Royale. Just there's not much in it. But I think it is. Spectre, I think, is underrated. When I watch yeah. it, I still yeah. really enjoy it. And I think there's a yeah. lot of probably the most traditional Bond film out of all the Craigs, Spectre. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. the most Bond film mm. parking back than all of them. Um, a lot of people moan about Spectre. I know there's the problem with suddenly Blowfield's your foster brother. And I don't, I, I get it. But uh, and No Time to Die, once again, it's up there. It's yeah. up there. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. We're talking about this, so obviously, I'm going to look at my top ten that we made, and which is which is available now. On if you if you guys want to listen to the <laughs> Gareth and my top ten, uh, or the top or top twenty four Bond films. Um, so I'm going to find my notes on my phone, and I'm going to look at my Bond list. Um, where is it? And I'm going to try and work out where i would put it and when i look for these things i can never find it there it is okay so i've got gold knight 10 spectre 9 8 living daylight 7 the spy love me 6 rush with love 5 living let die 4 casino royale 3 skyfall 2 animated secret services 1 goldfinger where am i going to put i think it's a top 10 bond film um I'm going to say it right now. It's a top 10 Bond film. I don't think I'll ever. No. Uh, so 
Goldeneye's out of my top ten, which you'd probably be pleased about because you've always found that overrated. Um, Incredibly overrated film. I think it's better than Spectre. Oh yeah. I've got I've got trouble is then it gets difficult. I've got such a fondness <laughs> of the Vivid Daylights and the Spy Love Me and the Vinette Die. Oh, it's better than Spy Love Me. It is better than Spy Love Me. And it's probably better than Living Daylights. I think at the moment yeah. I'm going to put No Time to Die at seven. Wow. Okay. Just below from Russia with Love, Living Let Die, Casino Royale. Yeah. But I reckon there's room for that to move up. And I could almost see in it going yeah. above Living Let Die and behind Casino Royale and have my top five, three of my top five being Daniel Craig, James Bonfield. At the moment, I think I would put it just above Spy Love Me, but it could, I mean, it could go down. It does happen. But I, I've, from after seeing it again yesterday and still thoroughly enjoying it and loving it, looking for other bits, I think it's up there. What's your, what's your thoughts? I mean, it's, is it, it's difficult when you've only seen it, it once. Yeah, you've only seen it the once. You know, you know some of these Bond films I, we've seen. I think I'll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many times have you seen Octopussy? Well, exactly. Never let die. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a reason for that because they're bloody brilliant. That's yeah. why. <laughs> no snobbery in this house, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, jury's out. I mean, it's. I can see it being a classic. You know, it's um, I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm deliberately not thinking about you know where it would go in my list. You know, it's you know it's pretty much guaranteed. It's it's you know it's top half, obviously. Yeah, it's got <laughs> you know straight up knife fight between this and Moonraker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who will win? Um, easily top ten. Easily top ten. Um, you, had everything, Spectre, you had Spectre fairly high as well, didn't you? Not like uh, I mean, because I see some people's yeah. rankings like put Spectre like bottom. Yeah, five. right. Look at it as you know, especially the Craig ones. You know, have I got a lot out of them? Have they satisfied my kind of I don't know my need and want of uh, a new Bond film? Yeah. And, uh, Quantum of Solace and Size. The other four have delivered everything. Yeah. You know, Spectre fell a little bit short, but there's still some fantastic sequences. In yeah, that film, yeah. You know, and, you know, there aren't, you know, there aren't many Bond actors really where you could say they've done three, three genuine yeah. classics. And yeah. I'm not just talking about Bond films here. Yeah, I generally think they just they're classic movies, you know. Yeah. Skyfall, Casino Royale, and I do genuinely think that No Time to Die could be added to that to yeah. that list of yeah. just just great films. Bond Bond aside, just great yeah. great films. And and like you were saying earlier about you know both times we went to see it and the time I went to see it, the cinema was absolutely heated, packed. Yeah. Uh, and I agree with you. It was a bit weird. 
Yeah. Like, oh, 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 Rona. Spot. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, right? Blimey. Double wrap that mask. You know? <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, how, how wonderful it was. For me, it was like, this is so lovely to see yeah. that everyone is coming out. You know, cinema's been waiting for this. Yeah, yeah. They've been waiting for the bomb film, man. Well, you, you know, know. 26, 26 million in the UK, which is a, a big amount. I mean, normally yeah, a big release yeah. um, yeah. Yeah. pre-COVID would be about mm. 10 um, yeah. to 25. Yeah. It's fallen a little bit short in the States, which was slightly surprising. So it made 56 in the States, which is pretty good. It was bigger than Casino Royale, but nowhere near as big as Skyfall and Spectre. Mm. Um, and to compa- compare that, the weekend before Venom, Venom, Let There Be Carnage made 90. So wow. it it's, has fallen a little bit short. I mean, it's very difficult. It's a very weird time at the moment still, but yeah. Um, yeah. it's definitely done ne- well. It's definitely done well ne- here. Um, yeah, um, and I've got, you know, you should never judge a film on. No, not at all. On, on that at all. You know, least of all, you know, a Bond film. I, 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 yeah, I couldn't have wished any to have gotten any more from this film no. i'm not even you know I, I i don't i don't mind saffin for me no. this film is more about james bond yeah that's a good point it's no, no, all right. about bonds you know um ha- having a villain there yeah. and all the things you yeah. know it's kind of he's almost sort of, there the, 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 he's almost there the villain to cause to cause the chaos to cause the conflict for bond exa- not really exactly exactly and him exactly. not being that interested is actually because because obviously Harvey Bardem's villain in Skyfall is really interesting, but that's part of yeah. the, the film, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. Whereas exactly. this one, you're right, this is about Bond, it's about Madeline, and it's yeah. about Matilda. That's who it's about. This film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And whatever goes around it as well is obviously part of part of that equation. But no, that's a good point. You're right. Yeah. Um, you know, and I I generally don't have an issue with that a lot of, i've heard people saying that a bomb film was only as good as its baddie that's rubbish um, which i think is a load of rubbish that's i really do uh, but again you, you know could it, go through it, you, it, I could, it, yeah you could i know loads you know. of good yeah, bomb of films which have got bit pretty rubbish baddies yeah. yeah i i just think it was like i was saying earlier and you know I'll, i really do want to bring it up again it's it's fashionable to slag off Bond. Yeah. You know, for whatever reason, um, I was, you know, I was a bit too young to kind of see all of that in 89 when, yeah. you know, Bond was taking a kick in. Um, back then, it, looking back, it was probably more kind of overkill. There'd been a film every one or two years uh, for, uh, what, 27 years at that point. Yeah. You know, but like now, this is the first Bond film in six, six yeah, years. Yeah. You know, and people are giving it a pasting. I, I, I generally, I, don't, I can't go and watch the film, and then, yeah, you know, I think sometimes I, people go into these know, things um, with people a, saying that people, they already made people, their mind up before they've gone to see yeah, it. Yeah, I sometimes think that yeah. people see something on social media and jump on the bandwagon of that opinion, and I sometimes mm. think the negative opinions often are the ones that get heard, and they often are in the minority, and that's with everything. And that's with yeah, everything. No, well, well, I mean, I've I've read very good stuff about No Time. The press have loved it. 
Um, yeah. I've friends that I know have seen it, have loved it. My brother loved it. My friends, uh, Lydia and Gary, both massive, pretty big Bond fans. They loved it. She rung me after she saw it the other week. Saying, oh, brilliant. Uh, so I, um, the two people I went to, uh, my mate John was a bit sort of non-committal. Uh, he was a bit, oh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. But it was just more about the film than actually what happened. He had no problem what happened in it. Um, yeah. I haven't spoken to my other mate about it, but we were both chubbies because I was driving. We were quite late at night and I was driving back and there was roadworks. So I had to get diverted. So my mate was on it, looking to see where we were going. And yeah. um, we were all a bit sort of in shock by it. That's yeah. what I felt, like to process it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but. I knew I was I was all I was almost I was a hundred percent confident you'd like it. I I just knew it. I, I, oh, I, yeah. I was thinking about it. So there's no way Gareth would not like this film because it's, oh. it, it's it's just it's just good. It's everything that you'd want a Bond film to be. And as I always say, if you want Bond to be how you used to be, you've got all the films pre Daniel Craig you could watch. Um, and what's funny is how people are reevaluating those those three odd oddities in the Bond canon on a Majesty's Secret Service, Living Daylights, License yeah. to Kill. Yeah, um, a few people have brought reevaluating those those films. Yeah, yeah, people have brought up this kind of through line that started with Lazenby, went through Dalton, yeah. and the end result was yeah. Daniel Craig. And I'm like. You know, because you know little, me, you, little, you know me. A little taste I, of it for your eyes only, as well. Yeah, a little taste yeah. of it for your eyes, because you could actually put on a Majesty's Secret Service, then watch for your eyes only. That pre-title yeah. sequence is a better mm-hmm. is a better uh, um, conclusion of what a Majesty's Secret Service than Diamonds Are Forever was in some respects. Mm. I mean, maybe now people will finally agree with me about Dalton being. <laughs> Well, I'm, not not only one of the best, but not not only one of the best. Yeah, yeah. So you should. That's why we're mates. <laughs> right? I always liked Dalton. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but I know a lot of people didn't. No, no. maybe now this is the time for a, a yeah. reassessment of Dalton. I've read some really interesting articles about it, about this whole through line. Yeah, um, it's a shame Dalton get, didn't get another one. Really. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I say. Yeah, one. it really is. But you know, um, I didn't realise like he's in his like. 80s now, something or late so 70s. Not, he looks Dalton, really, yeah, he's really good for his age, Mr. Dalton, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did he do the hedgehog voice in was it Toy Story 4? Toy Story 3. He was also yeah. in uh, yeah. that Sky TV series Penny Dreadful with Eva Green, funny enough. Um, oh, really? Uh, a few I mean, years ago, and he was in, he was really good in that. So, um, it, it is a question for you, mate. Where are they going to go next? Oh, you know, Gareth, what, have, you read, have you read my notes? That's my next yes, question. Yes, yeah. Oh, sorry, mate. All right. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> where do they go next? There's a, f- a couple There's a couple of, there's a few ways they go. Um, what, and I'll tell you the way I think they will do it. Um, one way is Bond survives, gets plastic surgery and comes back and you get the beginning of the book of the man with the golden gun. And then you can keep, you can keep the rest of the cast. That's one way of doing it. And he gets brainwashed and part of it. You can get mad. You don't need Madeline and Matilde then, but you can still have the rest of the cast. That's one way you could do it. I don't think they're going to do that, but that's one way you could do it. The next way you could do it. You have a brand new bond with the same cast. Nothing's happened. You just pretend nothing's happened. Um, and you just have a brand new mission, maybe a bit more of a traditional bomb film. You still have Ray Fiennes, Ben Whishaw, 
uh, Rory Kinnear, Naomi Harris in it as the as the core group. Um, or the third option, well, there's actually four options. The third option is just to reboot it again. Mm. Completely new cast, new M, new Q. Um, you can you don't necessarily need him to be at the very beginning of his career. He could be like Dr. No in some respects, you know, this is the first of a new lot of adventures. The other thing, and I don't think they're going to go down this route either. The fourth one and people have suggested is Nomi's the new James Bond and you've got the female Bond, same cast and she's the new James Bond in some respects, new 007. I don't think that'll be, I think there'll be a male lead as James Bond in the next James Bond film. I'm, I'm, all I re- I'm 95% confident that's what's going to happen. The route that I think they'll go down is the... I think they're going to go down with the same cast with a new Bond and as if nothing has happened. I think that's what they'll do. And they'll have a fairly more traditional Bond film with a, lo- with a lower budget. Um and because I, I think some of the way of, of films at the moment, I think they might just lower the budget a little bit just to make sure that it makes money, um, which I think will happen to a lot of blockbuster films. I don't think that's just going to be Bond. Amazon are in control of it of, of MGM now. Um, it won't. It'll always be a cinema release. I don't think there's any danger of it going to Amazon yeah. Prime first or anything like that. Um, I think that's what they'll go down the route as. I think they'll want to keep. Ray Fiennes, Naomi Harris, Ben Whishaw, still, because they're still fairly young and they're good in this. And I think they'll have a brand new James Bond. And I think it'll just be a, a more traditional James Bond film with on a new adventure. And I'm not saying it still won't be hard hitting or more emotional. It all depends on the actor they choose, because I know they like to work with the actor's strengths. And that's the reason why Roger Moore films are like they are, Timothy Dalton like they are, they, Pierce Brosnan, they use the actor's strength to develop the film around it. That's where I think they'll go, but obviously they'll probably go with something I haven't even thought of. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Um, well, that last scene where you see like M and Q and Money Penny yeah. having that little, a little drink yeah, you know, in M's office, um, you know, saluting the memory yeah. of, of Commander Bond. Yeah. The more I think about that scene, to me, that kind of seems like all those people saying goodbye as well. No, that's true. That's true. Like getting the gang, getting the gang back together one last time for yeah. one last drink before yeah. we all go to sleep. I think. Obviously, this is going to be a new actor playing mm. Bond. I also think there will be new actors in M's role. Yeah. Um, Tanner. Yeah. Uh, Money Penny. I think yeah. the only one that might. Well, to be honest, I I don't think any of them. I think they'll just be, be a complete fresh start. Yeah. Because those actors are so intrinsic to because they've all had massive important roles in the Craig films. It's not just yeah, like, yeah. you know, no, no, like you not. go you go back and you go back and watch, you know, any of the Roger Moore's or something like that, you know, there'd be the standard M briefing scene and that would be yeah, it. Yeah. Standard Q scene. Sometimes Bunny Penny's hardly in them. I mean she, Yeah, I know, right. Especially in some of the Roger I, Moore ones. She only does anything. Yeah. Um 
I think the fact that they're so intrinsically linked to the Daniel Craig yeah. era of Bond, I think it would be a completely fresh start. I don't think they'll do a reboot. It will just be like nothing's happened. Yeah. It'll be just like more. It'll be like he's been Bond. He's been 007 for a few. A bit like Doctor No. He's been 007 for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This that's is what the I next think. Question. I'd yeah, like the, you know. I'd like him to do it. I don't know. Like that thing Tarantino wanted to do years ago. Do a Bond film. But he was going to set it in in the sixties and yep. you know all the fifties. Yeah. Um. But then again, I, you couldn't really do that now because everyone, you know, it'd just be very Austin Powers, I guess. Do you know what I mean? And ironic. And, the problem is with doing it that that if because because there are bomb films that are set in the sixties. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? And, as you really, say, actually, yeah. it's a point. It's a pointless exercise because they've already been done. Because it's like, what happens is you if you make it set in the sixties, you basically basically just copying what had been done before yeah so it becomes it, it's a danger of it becoming a parody um, yeah. and with technology and part of bond is the latest gadgets the latest technology it's got yeah. to be in the pre- i think it'll still be in the present day it'd be interesting yeah. way of doing yeah. it, but yeah i think probably what your your view of what they'll do next is probably right um mm. i'm just thinking they want to keep nomi though that's the only thing. Uh, no, I, think. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they will. I, I think everything that has happened in these five um, James Bond films that Daniel yeah. Craig has done, yeah. I don't think any single strand of that will be taken forward. Yeah. I don't think any of it. I, I almost think these five films are going to be their own little standalone universe. Yeah. And that, uh, you know, I think the next, the next film, there'll be, no, you know, be no Madeline in the next yeah. film. No, I don't no, think no. there won't be a Nomi. Well, you know, any, you know, you may even get Felix Leiter back. Do you know what I mean? The only, I think, you know, the only thing that makes me think about keeping the cast and having a new Bond is that they did it with M and Judy Dench, and it worked yeah. really well. Yeah, and it is. nothing about yeah. the Bond universe makes sense now because <laughs> no. M stayed on as Judy Dench stayed on. There's it's a scene in No Time to Die where Ray finds his M's in this room with pictures on the wall. Yeah. And he's looking at Judy Dench's M, fair enough. Yeah. But next to him is Robert Brown's M. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you yeah. see it very briefly, but I noticed it yeah. the first time, but I noticed it again. Robert Brown's M, it was the M from Octopussy through to License to Kill. Yeah. Those four Bond yeah. films, two Roger Moores, two Timothy Dalton's, he was the M. Um, in those films, and there's a picture of him. So none of it makes sense. The universe no. does not make sense, no. which is fine. You just go with it. I have no problem with everything having to connect. So that that's my only thought of maybe keeping the cast with a new Bond. They've done it only well, uh, granted just with one person with Judy Dench's M. They've done it before and it worked. Yeah. without people batting too much of an eye you know and yeah. and judy dench did have a biggish role in pierce brosnan's bonds films especially the world is not enough so yeah. it wasn't as if she was just used for the briefing room she she yeah. was much more of expanded part in in pierce brosnan's bond films. so mm. that's my thought of why they know it doesn't make sense and they don't really care um mm. They've just got these good group of actors that are playing these parts well and are popular within those roles. Why not keep them and just reintroduce a new Bond with it? Mm. I, I, I do still, I do still think that, yeah. 
I think, there will yeah. Be, because to be honest, I, I can see it being at least another five to six, maybe seven years before we get another Bond film. Well, Barbara Broccoli has stated that they're going to start their search for a new Bond film, Bond, Bond film, new Bond next year. So mm. you don't know how, whether they've started it or they've got someone in mind or yeah. who who it's going to be. I don't think it's even worth trying to. It's, uh, it's, it's like trying to guess who's the next Doctor Who. The yeah. papers will put bids in for saying most of the time they're always wrong. Um, yeah. I think Henry Cavill's chance has gone. He was down to the last two or three, I think, with Daniel Craig, Henry Cavill yeah. was. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, he's quite a bit younger than Daniel Craig. He's probably about late 30s, yeah. uh, Henry Cavill. I, I mean, I think he'd be quite a good bomb, but I think his time has gone. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's that guy whose name's completely escaped me, the guy from Bridgerton, which they've been talking about quite a bit. Oh, yeah. He's left Bridgerton. He's only done the first series of that. Um uh which would obviously make him the first bond of colour. Um I just hope they just get the right person for the role, like they have with Daniel Craig. You want the right person for the role. You don't want to tick any boxes or anything like that. You want the best actor for that role. Uh, and so they can, and I think the template, what they've done with Craig, will carry on to this next era of Bond. I think there'll be a three, four, five, however many they decide to do, yeah. arc for yeah. this Bond. If they get an oh, even right. younger Bond than Craig, if they get someone in their mid twenties, he could play Bond for seven films if they get their act together. You know, Craig's managed to do five in fifteen years. Um, I mean, if they manage to get it even to every three years, this person could end up doing seven. You know, it's it's it all depends on the act or whatever. But I think if they can get something, uh, I think that's the template they will use. I think there'll be like an emotional arc between through a through line between three, four five films. Um, I don't think necessarily rebooting it from the very beginning again is necessarily the best way i think it's got to be he's been bond for a while and whether that be with a new cast or an old cast um fine but i i, I you know because you end up then reintroducing blofeld and then reintroducing q again and all that and it's that's when you might get a bit of audience fatigue because they've seen that fairly recently and i'd, I'd be i'd be very surprised if they brought Brofeld back again I don't think that'll happen. So. He's always like he's like the main villain though, is it? But they could bring back another villain. You could bring back Scaramanga. We could bring back, back Doctor No, couldn't you? You could oh, do yeah. if you wanted to do that. Yeah. But so yeah, so I think it's thumbs up for both of us. Then uh, yeah, yeah, no yeah. I think yeah, I, it was it was wonderful. It was wonderful yeah. being back in the cinema, seeing a Bond film again yeah. on the big screen, and I thoroughly, 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 thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm. And James two Bond big old, will big old, game big, big, big old fat thumbs up from me. Lovely. Yeah. And as they say, James Bond will return. And um, yeah. yeah. So, and I think that's a good place to leave it, to be honest. Um, I think we've uh, rambled enough. And as I say, if we've completely spoiled the film for you, don't say we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. In short, but go and see it. It's great. If you haven't seen it and you still want to see it after, go and see it. It's wonderful. And it really will make that. Craig, those five Craigs into like an epic. That's what it feels like. Bond's never felt yeah. like an epic before, and it really no. feels like an epic watching all five of those films together. I really can't wait uh, to do that. Um, 
Anyway, this has been Music of Film Saves the World podcast. You can catch Gaz on his Track One Side One podcast, available now. Um, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Gaz, for joining me as per usual. And we'll be back with you very soon. See you later. Bye-bye.